Welcome to Self-Talk with Dr. Ray Self, the place where you can get real answers to tough questions. Jesus promised you abundant life, but poor choices and dark forces stand in your way. It is time to learn how to overcome the obstacles that keep you out of your promised land. Knowledge of God will pave the path for you to walk in His blessing. Hello, welcome to Self Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Ray Self. I want to talk to you today about a topic to me that's that's disturbing, but needs to be discussed. In our recent um, turn of events in our nation, there were a lot of prophecies that came out last year about the election and about what was going to happen to America. And um, most of them were untrue. So how do we handle that? What's our response to that? Before I get going, I do want to talk to you about something very special that we're offering. As you know, many of my listeners, I'm president of the International College of Ministry. We're a fully accredited, Holy Spirit-filled online college. But what we have decided to do, uh, there's a lot of people that want to take college courses but don't want to enroll in a college. They're not trying to earn a degree, but they really want to learn some things that they're interested in. So for only $35, we are offering these courses to the public, to my listeners. Of course, we have Covet to Prophesy, the Office of the Prophet. Now, these are six-week college courses. Healing from the Dysfunctional Family, a counseling course. Counseling Relationships and Boundaries. Dealing with Controlling People, an entire course on that. Life Coaching for a Purpose, Training to be a Life Coach. Discover Your True Self, Defeat the Spirit of Illegitimacy, a very popular courses. Now, these are online courses. Most of them are six one-hour lessons that my students take and have to do homework assignments. But you, for a donation of $35, you can download the course. We'll give you the link to the course. You can log into the course and take the course and have it as long as you want it. It is yours. And the way you do this is you go to icmcollege.org slash donate icmcollege.org slash donate forward slash donate and you donate $35 to any one of our funds we have a hardship scholarship fund which helps pastors in need we have a missions fund to support our campuses in India and Peru and Africa so the money goes to a really good cause and you get a college course covet to prophesy office of the prophet How do you know if you're called to be a prophet? What is the office of the prophet? The dysfunctional family, relationships and boundaries, dealing with controlling people. It's in your notes for this podcast. Anyway, take advantage of that. I really think it would help you. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Um, So $35 donation to our scholarship fund at icmcollege.org. All right, enough of the promo. But if you order in the next 10 minutes, just kidding. I feel like the MyPillow guy. Um, Okay. So just talking from the heart, you know, I've been operating and flowing in the prophetic with only through the grace of God for, for many years. For a long time, uh, I trained prophets. I, I had a school of the prophets for, for many years up in the Memphis, Tennessee area and trained many prophetic people. I've always believed that you have to have a balance of spirit and truth. You need to be able to flow with the Holy Spirit, but you have to have 
the truth and the foundation of the gospel. You have to have a knowledge of theology because if you don't have a knowledge of the Bible and theology, which is study of God, eventually your gifting is going to get perverted and get off track. So I've always taught spirit and truth. I've um, been very fortunate to travel around the country and also internationally and had prophetic conferences where we would impart and activate and stir up the prophetic gift. But my heart has always been, let's operate in the prophetic gift. It's the only gift we're told to covet, First of, you know, 1 Corinthians 12, 39. We're also called in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 1, desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially you would prophesy and also, I believe it's 1439, where the Bible says in the King James Version, covet to prophesy. So it's a very important gift that we have a commandment to operate in. But like a lot of things, we're human beings and things get twisted and things get perverted sometimes and things get messed up because we are human. We're people, you know, we're, we're not perfect. So, you know, it was a little discouraging to me um, during the election, uh, the multiple prophecies that come out like uh, Trump's going to win by a landslide. He is going to sweep the nation. People have no idea what the, the results are going to be. And it's, it's going to be uh, ridiculously one-sided for Trump in, in prophecies such as that, which did not come true. So how do we respond? What about the people who gave us those prophecies? Well, here's my, my take on this, okay? Now, I have to say, fortunately, I did not prophesy a Trump victory. Uh, you know, I did not. I do think as far as Christian values, he obviously would have been the best president. I do not believe the president we have now reflects Christian values at all. However, you know, this is not a political podcast at all. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I just want Christian values. I support Christian values. That's all I'm trying to say. But... These ladies and gentlemen who made these prophecies, they missed it. And I have to tell you, nobody's perfect. I have prophesied some things in my past that did not come true. I really thought I heard from God, but, but I missed it. Now, sometimes what happens is the prophet is not really missing it. Sometimes prophecies have conditions that were not met. The, prophet, the prophecy's not met with faith, or the, there's a condition that we have to meet to fulfill the prophecy. You know, of course, you know the famous one in Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. Well, there's conditions to the, to the prophecies. And so some prophecies don't come true, not because the prophecy is not true, but the recipients of the prophecy did not meet the condition. But we had this kind of clear prophecies about, a Trump landslide victory, then in the prophecies did not come true. So the prophets missed it. Now, does this mean that they are a false prophet? Does this mean that they that these are this is the rise of the false prophets? And I want to say very clearly, hear me. These does not just because a person misses a prophecy does not make them a false prophet. In the fivefold gifting you have pastors and you have teachers, you have evangelists, okay? You have apostles and prophets and everybody makes mistake. Just because a pastor makes a mistake from the pulpit does not make him a false shepherd. 
just because an evangelist fails in leading one person to Christ does not make him a false evangelist. Just because a teacher makes one mistake in his teaching does not make him a false teaching. Just because a prophet gives one prophetic word that does not come true does not make him a false prophet. It makes him a human being. Now, a false prophet, hear me, does so intentionally. A false prophet generally is prophesying falsely intentionally to manipulate for personal gain. And it is an intentional thing. Now, there are, of course, there can be cases where somebody's just incredibly deceived and ends up being a false prophet because of their deception. But the false prophets that I have known in the past knew what they were doing and they were literally had bad intentions. Normally, it has something to do with money or power or, or, or control. So what I'm saying is, yes, there were some bad prophecies. Did it hurt our faith? Did it, did it discourage us? Yeah, it is discouraging, you know, because, you know, you believe, well, this, this guy is so well known and this lady is so well known and this is what he said. So now what do I do? What we do is we realize that this person missed it. They made a mistake. Um, we've all made a mistake. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes. That does not mean a person is a false prophet because what happens is if a person gives a prophecy that doesn't come true, then you say, well, it may be, some people say, well, he's a false prophet. Then he gives a prophecy that comes true. Oh, he's a real prophet. Then he gives a prophecy that doesn't come true. Oh, he's a false prophet. Well, which one is he? Well, the truth is these people, uh, I do not know them personally, but these people given these prophecy, most of them, I'm sure, believed in their heart that they had heard from God. They believed they had a vision or dream or a word from God about the election. And of course, the, the idea of prophecy in the book of Corinthians, prophecy should exhort us. It should encourage us or edify us. And it should comfort us, okay? And, you know, and many people found a lot of edification with a prediction of the election of their, their, their candidate. And then it didn't come true. So what do you do? Here's the rub, so to speak. Here is the issue that I'm calling the prophets out to. I have made mistakes in, in prophecies. I have, I've done that. I gave a prophetic word to a pastor's wife one time that ended up hurting her and embarrassing her. Well, I realized that I made a mistake. I had to issue a very deep apology multiple times. I grieved over that, okay, because I knew I had made a mistake and I had caused some damage. And so I tried to have a spirit of humility, ask for forgiveness, and truly had a godly sorrow over that. And that's what I'm saying right now to these prophetic folks that gave out these grandiose prophecies about these amazing predictions and didn't even come close to coming true. We need to admit we made a mistake. We need to come forth, be honest, be transparent. The Bible says, confess our faults one to another. Pray that we may be healed. You made, a, you made a mistake. Confess it. You know what? You made a mistake. You, you're, it doesn't mean you're a false prophet. It doesn't mean that your ministry is invalidated. It means 
you're a normal human being and people make mistakes. But when we do make a mistake, we have a Savior who says if we confess our faults, he'll heal us. He says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So confession is a biblical thing. Admitting faults is scriptural. My father um, is a man, he's with the Lord, been with the Lord now for some years. I've, I've admired him. I've always admired him. I've respected him tremendously. He was part of what's called the greatest generation. He was a World War II combat veteran, a, a real hero. And he was a man's man. He was a tough guy. And he, he said something to me that I never forgot. He said, son, this imitate his voice. It was kind of deep voice. Son, it takes a man to admit when he's wrong. And I never forgot that. In other words, a mature person, an honest person, will admit when they made a mistake. And scripturally, we are called to do that, to admit when we make mistakes. And so prophets, if you made a mistake, admit it. Don't, don't, don't cover it up and, and make other predictions and say, well, we didn't meet the conditions. Or maybe there was a condition that wasn't met. I'll give you that. Maybe we didn't pray enough. I'll give you that. Maybe we didn't mix it with enough faith. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, I understand that. But sometimes we just make a mistake. We thought we heard from God, and it wasn't God. It was our imagination or maybe another source. I've always said there's three people talking to us all the time. There's your own voice, there's the Holy Spirit, and demons try to speak to us. They always are always trying to talk to us. I'm, I'm calling this, I'm just saying this honestly, that we must humble ourselves when we make mistakes. And unfortunately, I, I've got to, I'm going to be real here. I have seen, and not just in the prophetic, but I have seen uh, leaders of organi- Christian organizations, uh, leaders of large churches make obvious mistakes and just continue on like nothing happened. It's just pushed under the rug. We don't talk about that because touch not God's anointed. So we don't mention that. We don't, we don't speak about that mistake they made. And, you know, honestly, scripturally, we're called to confess it. We make a mistake. We apologize. We ask forgiveness. We humble ourselves. That's what a godly man does. A godly woman does. And we grieve. We grieve. We have godly sorrow for it. And then it's forgiven and it's done and we move on and we're restored. And so that's what I'm saying is the prophets who made mistakes with these prophecies, in my opinion, should repent, ask forgiveness, admit they messed up. I've messed up. We've all messed up. Who hasn't messed up? The sin is when you try to cover it up and not admit it. I mean, I want to see humility. I want to see humility. You know, the whole, God loves humility. A cover-up can be a sign of pride. I'm not saying they're prideful, but usually cover-up is a sign of pride, or, this is going to sound kind of strange, cover-up is a sign of low self-esteem. Because, see, when you're secure in yourself, you can admit your mistakes. When you're confident in yourself, you can admit when you're wrong and you can ask forgiveness. 
That's what my father was talking about. It takes a man to admit when he's wrong. That's what he was talking about. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I'm not trying to give any or put any condemnation on anybody. That would be ungodly, unscriptural. I'm just calling us to repentance. When we miss it, we give a prophetic word, and it turns out not to be true. We should repent. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But it doesn't mean, again, because you make a mistake doesn't make you a false prophet. Because you make a mistake doesn't make you an immature prophet. Because you make a mistake doesn't mean your gift isn't valid. It means you're just a normal, everyday person. We're fallible. We're all fallible. But being fallible and being humble is where your anointing comes from. God knows we're fallible. God knows that we, we make mistakes. God knows our weaknesses. God knows our strengths. But that's where the anointing is. You know, when, when I am weak, he is strong. The anointing is in humility. The power of God rests in personal humility. So my call, if, if you're listening to my voice, is if you mess up a prophecy, you make this prophetic, you give this prophetic word, and it turns out obviously not to be from God, Repent, ask forgiveness, confess your faults, move on. It's done. It's under the blood. It's done. It's done. But to move on and not admit it sounds like pride and actually can cause a lot of damage. I'm calling for a new spirit of humility for the prophets. A new spirit of humility where we can admit our mistakes. And I, oh, please hear me. I'm, I'm not being prideful. And I, and I want to emphasize this one more time. Just because a man or a woman gives a prophetic word that does not come true, that does not make them a false prophet. It was not done intentionally. There was no harm intended. Their heart is in the right place. Their motive was right. It's just a human mistake. That's all it is. They're not false prophets. Again, a false prophet does it intentionally for personal gain or to cause harm. And it's an intentional thing. What I see, what I saw around election time was prophecies. And I got to be honest, some of the prophecies, when I heard them, I said, well, you know, I hope it comes true, but no, I'm not so sure about that. Um, but I haven't seen much repentance I haven't seen the prophets coming forth and saying, forgive me. I was wrong. I was wrong. I will humble myself and I will seek to do better. I'll seek to hear his voice better. I'll seek to draw closer to him. I'll seek to improve in my gifting. I'll seek more of the Lord. I'll seek to stand more in the counsel of God. Forgive me, but I am more committed than ever to flow in the prophetic gift. And you see the humble prophets, the ones who can admit their fault, like, like David. Was David not the greatest prophet ever? How many times did David admit his flaws in the book of Psalms? You see it over and over and over again. And he was a man called a man after God's own heart and prophesied the entire crucifixion and everything about it. See, that's the type man or woman God's looking for. So please hear my heart. No condemnation. I'm just calling for humility and for the prophets to admit it when they make a mistake. 
Just admit it. Be like David. Be a man and woman after God's own heart. Amen. This is Dr. Ray Self. Please check out my website, icmcollege.org, a Holy Spirit-filled uh, seminary. We actually have degrees in prophetic ministry, accredited college degrees in prophetic ministry. Again, for $35, you can get uh, free access to about six or seven college courses. It's in the notes. Covet to Prophesy, School of the Prophets, the Office of the Prophet, Healing from the Dysfunctional Family, Dealing with Controlling People, Relationships and Boundaries. All these are courses that I have in my college, International College of Ministry. They're available to you for $35. Go to our website, donate to our scholarship fund, icmcollege.org slash donate, or go to the website, look at the donate button on the bottom of the page. In the comments, be sure and put which course you want. Don't forget to do that. Okay. I appreciate you very much. Uh, if I can help you in any way, please be free to contact me. This is Dr. Ray Self. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps our show reach more people and spread the gospel. You can purchase Dr. Self's latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com. Please visit Dr. Self's webpage at icmcollege.org for more information and free downloads.